Hey guys, hope you're having a great start to your Thanksgiving week. Before we dive in today, I just want to remind you that we are giving away free copies of the Dad Tired book as a thank you for making uh, any donation to the Dad Tired ministry. As a reminder, those donations are tax deductible. But if you want to support the ministry, we are trying to raise $15,000 by the end of the year so that we can do more conferences, put out more resources. It just helps us continue to grow as a ministry and to continue to reach men with the gospel. So when you make a generous donation, we send you a free signed copy of the book, but you're also entered in to win a $250 Amazon gift card. One person will win that. So the way that you can get involved by doing this is going to dadtired.com forward slash Christmas. Again, go to dadtired.com forward slash Christmas, and you will get a free Dad Tired book signed by me and sent to you. And then also you'll be entered in to win a $250 gift card from Amazon uh, so that you can pay for some Christmas gifts this year. That's our way of saying thank you for partnering with us and supporting the ministry. Again, all those uh, donations are tax deductible. Thank you again for your partnership. We're really looking forward to everything God's going to do in the Dad Tired ministry in 2020. How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Dad Tired Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Lopes. Join me every Monday as we dive into what it looks like to be men who fall in love with Jesus and help our families do the same. You can learn more about our books, resources, conferences, and even online community by going to dadtired.com. Let's dive into today's episode. All right, guys. Well, I want to dive straight into today's episode and dive into what we're talking about today. Um, Today's Sunday. And uh, it's actually my daughter's birthday. You may hear her screaming in the background because she just had her very first cupcake <laughs> uh, for the first time. She's just turned one year old. And um, so she just got her first cupcake. We just did a little family celebration. And she may lose her mind. I don't know how she's going to react to that. Um, I know there's like a trend. I, this may be a Portland thing. You guys can reach out to me and let me know. This may be a Portland thing. But uh, there's like a trend where people are giving their kids now uh, like healthier alternatives to cupcakes. Maybe your family does this. Maybe you're wiser than I am. And you give them like, I don't know, like a cupcake, broccoli, broccoli cupcake thing and uh, spinach cupcake instead of like, a, <laughs> I just went to Safeway, man. Like I just went to the grocery store and I picked up a chocolate cupcake and I gave it to my daughter and she's one. So I don't know if I'm the worst parent in the world. She's never had that much sugar in her life and she's probably going to be screaming in the background. That's a tangent. All that to say uh, today is her birthday and we're really excited about it. She may be chaotic in the background, so bear with me. I'm dad tired. I'm still recording this podcast in my bedroom after all these years in our little home and it's chaos. So thank you for your dad grace. Uh, today is Sunday. Yesterday was Saturday. I coached my son's soccer game, indoor soccer games on Saturday and we played a game yesterday and we got just destroyed. The, the other team beat us. I think it was like seven to one or seven to two. We got, okay, let's not lie. I know I actually know exactly what the score was. Uh, it was seven to two. We got to be real bad. And so this is, I've, I've coached the soccer games for years. I've coached soccer teams for years. We played a lot of outdoor. We're, you know, not to like, uh, this sounds really dumb because they're just eight years old, but we've done very well in a, their little leagues and playing soccer. We've always put good teams, uh, coached good teams, and the, the the kids have done really well and had fun together. And uh, I'm trying not to like just brag on kids right now because they're eight and it's really stupid. But anyway, we're we've normally done very well, and now we're playing indoor, and the exact opposite is happening. We have not won a game. I think they've the opponents in the last three games have scored like 26 goals against us, and we've scored a total of like four. We're just getting destroyed. Like uh, you know, we're just big time 
taking a piece of humble pie here Thanksgiving week and uh, in the last three weeks, and we're just getting destroyed. And yesterday we're playing a game, and we're getting destroyed by the other team, which has been kind of the normal for us the last couple of weeks. And I'm like getting frustrated at the kids. I've coached these kids for a while and I'm kind of getting frustrated. I'm like, man, we know better. Like I've taught these kids for a while. I've taught them for several years. They know how to play. They know how to stay in position. And I'm feeling myself get a little bit frustrated. And at the end of the game, as I'm kind of sitting there just watching the other team pound goals on us, I was thinking, uh, this isn't really the kid's fault. Like for one, they're eight. And two, they're not trying to lose. Like no kids showed up today thinking, yeah, I'm just going to let the other kids beat us. Like the, all the kids are trying, whether they're doing the right thing or wrong thing or whatever, like they're trying their best. None of them showed up to lose. And so then I had this thought of, well, like the person that's really to blame here is me as a coach. Like I, I can't blame these eight-year-olds. I need to look myself in the face and uh, look, at my, look at my face in the mirror and really just say like, man, like what am I doing wrong? Am I doing something that, am I not coaching them well? And is there something that's falling short on me that I need to take ownership of? So anyway, fast forward, the reason I'm even telling you about the soccer stories, because fast forward, I leave the soccer game, I come home, Layla goes out with some ladies from our church uh, to celebrate a birthday party, and I'm here with the kids, and so it's just me and the three kids, and it's just chaos, like pure chaos, trying to feed them dinner, I've got a baby crying, I can literally hear my daughter screaming in the background right now, I can hear her screaming uh, in one room, I'm wondering, is she like getting into stuff, and my other two kids are like wrestling around, and the the couch is literally flipped over, like I walk in from the kitchen, and I go into the living room, and the couch is just flipped over, we have moving boxes everywhere, because we have to move, if you've been listening to the podcast, it's just, everything is chaos, and my first reaction is, again, frustration. Like, the kids know better. Why are you being disobedient? Why are you guys acting so crazy before bed? Which I don't know what kind of uh, universal truth this is, but, like, every kid just loses their mind uh, 30 minutes before bedtime. Uh, and it's just the most frustrating thing in the world. I've been dealing with this for the whole time I've been a dad. So anyway, they're just losing their mind. Couches literally flipped over. My daughter's like digging in the trash. My one-year-old's digging in the trash. Just chaos. And I'm frustrated. I yell. I get upset. I tell them to go to their room, go brush your teeth, get ready for bed. And I'm putting them to bed. And I put them to bed kind of like frustrated. And I have this long speech with them. And everyone kind of goes to bed grumpy. And then I'm laying in bed. My wife's still out uh, enjoying the night with her friends. And so I'm just laying in bed and quiet. And I just think to myself the same thought that I just had with the soccer team. And it really is like how much of this is on them and how much of this is on me as the dad? Like, what do I need to own as the dad here? Um, Because ultimately they're kids and they will follow leadership and of course, every kid is naturally, by uh, because of the sin and the fall, they are naturally rebellious and they're going to make bad decisions all the time. But really, like my first reaction is to blame all the time. And I think it's easy for us as husbands and dads to find ourselves frustrated at our kids when they're not being obedient or maybe at our wife and our marriage when things aren't thriving, when things feel chaotic. Um, but I think it's super important for us as dads to really ask ourselves, how is my leadership? Um, our first tendency is always to blame. Like this is 
This isn't just a you thing or a me thing or a kids thing. Like our first tendency as humans has always been to blame. Listen to this in Genesis 3 um, verse 9. This is actually right the very first time we see sin enter the picture. Adam and Eve decide to turn their back away from God to make their own decisions to decide. I wonder if God's design isn't the best. And if I wonder if I should kind of make my own rules and do life the way that I want to do life. And then they sin. And this is what happens in verse 9, Genesis chapter 3. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, listen to this, verse 12. The man said, the woman whom you gave to me, she gave me the fruit of the tree and I ate. Verse 13, then the Lord God said to the woman, what is it that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Super fascinating. God says to Adam, what have you done? He says, well, it's this woman you gave me. (laughs) Had you given me a better woman, I probably wouldn't have eaten the fruit. It's her fault. And then he asked the woman, Eve, hey, what did you do? Did you give some fruit to your husband? Well, you gave me the serpent. The serpent's here. Had he not been here, I probably wouldn't have eaten the fruit everyone's passing blame to another person. It's literally been in the very first pages of the story of humanity from the very start. uh, When we do something that's frustrating or we get in trouble or there's something that we don't like, our first reaction is to blame. Just, I mean, you know this, bro, like you've got kids and you ask your kids, what did you do? The first thing, my, my kids do this all the time. Well, he made me. Well, she made me. Well, they started it. And we get mad at our kids for that, right? Like we're always trying to tell our kids, hey, own up, take responsibility. What did you do? Is there something you need to be responsible for or apologize for? But just watch yourself and how much you want to blame other people. This happens to me all the time. You know when it happens most, like when you are most aware that you are blaming is usually usually when you get hurt. This is the funniest thing that we all do this. Like you, you could stub your toe in the middle of an empty living room when you're by yourself and you're just the first thing, like who put the, who, who put the couch there? Like who, what kid, why did you move? Like we're just immediately starting to blame somebody. Like somebody else is responsible for this. Um, it's our first reaction. It usually comes out when we're hurt, but we're always finding ourselves when we're frustrated, like who can I pass the blame off to? And so when our kids are being disobedient, when our marriage isn't thriving, when our household feels chaotic, our first thought, like naturally, this is just you and your human sinful DNA. Your first thought is, who can I be mad at? Who is responsible for this? Because certainly the subconscious thought is, it's certainly not me. Like there's no way I would be responsible for this. And I guess what I'm kind of revealing in myself or what the Holy Spirit really revealed in me just last night as I'm coaching my these kids in soccer and then kind of had a more personal, bigger experience as I get home and I see chaos in my home. My first thought was like, who am I, who can I blame? And then the Holy Spirit and his kindness really revealed to me like, what, what is it in your leadership that you need to own? Is there something here in you? Is there some lack of leadership in you that may be contributing to this chaos? Hey guys, I want to take a quick minute to thank my friends over at Mel Science for sponsoring this episode. As a homeschool dad, I'm always looking for ways to entertain my children that are also educational, which is why I love Mel Science. Mel Science chemistry kits take a hands-on approach that makes learning super fun. 
Mel Science is a chemistry subscription service that sends you monthly experiments to do with your children. They're a great way to engage kids in science early, educate them in a super fun way, and get kids to conduct real scientific experiments with their own hands. On your first month, with your first box, every subscriber receives a free starter kit with all the necessary equipment to use during their whole subscription, including a free virtual reality headset to use with the free VR lessons every subscriber gets access to. There's over 30 chemistry topics, free shipping within the U.S., and some of the experiments you're going to do are assemble a fully functioning battery, growing crystals, learn some of the basics of electricity, and even launching a mini rocket. Ready to get started? It's easy. Get 25% off plus a free starter kit a free virtual reality headset, and free shipping when you text TIRED to 64000. Text TIRED to 64000 to get this special offer from Mel Science. And remember, you support the show when you support our sponsors. So text T-I-R-E-D to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. Uh, Proverbs 29.18 says this, where there is no vision the people perish. Uh, that's the King James version that says that where there is no vision, the people perish. That's t- Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, which is super interesting uh, about that. And really, the question that we as dads have to ask ourselves is, what is perishing in our families and in our life as a result of our lack of vision and our lack of leadership? Like the very first question that we have to ask ourselves is, is there something dying? in me, in my family, in my kids, in my marriage, as a direct result of my lack of vision and leadership. Meaning I don't really know where I'm trying to take my family. Uh, And so as a result, things are failing. Uh, And is it a connection like with your wife? Do you feel like your marriage is like falling apart? Listen, here's the truth. Everything is either moving toward death or it's moving toward life. Those are our two options. Nothing just stays the way it is. Everything is moving toward death or toward life. And so you have to ask yourself, like, is my marriage moving toward life? Is it becoming more good as the the scriptures say? I remember after God created things, he said, this is good, this is good, this is good. And then as a result of evil and sin, things start to move away from life and toward evil and brokenness. And so you ask yourself, like, is my marriage, is it moving toward good? like the way God designed things to be, the beauty of marriage that God designed it to be, or is it moving toward death? Is it moving toward brokenness? Is your relationship with your kids moving towards life where it's like, this is good? Can you look at your relationship with your kids the way that God looked at creation and say, this is good, this is the way it was designed to be, or is it moving towards brokenness and death? Your relationship with God himself, is it good? Do you look at it and say, man, that God's kingdom come, his will be done in my relationship with God. Like this is the way God designed it to be. It's really good and beautiful and healthy. Or is it moving towards death? Your your rhythm, are you able to sustain a rhythm week to week, day to day? Is it is your rhythm of life good? Or is it moving toward death and brokenness? Your health, your emotions, your your ability to have self-control. Like is, do you feel yourself growing in maturity and growing in self-control or do you feel like that is moving toward death and to brokenness? Because the truth is where there is lack of vision, things will start to perish. Things will die. And something is dying around you as a result of our leadership and our lack of vision. 
And so we have to ask ourselves, like just point blank as a man, what is dying in me and in my family as a result of my lack of vision and leadership? And here's what I mean. Like, do you know where you're trying to go personally? And do you know where you're trying to help your family to go? Like, do you have a very clear vision of where you want to lead your family? Because the truth is when we don't, when there is no vision, everyone panics. I always felt this most when I was coaching soccer at practice when we were doing outdoor and we, I'd show up, show up and I was always trying to like kind of wing it and I didn't really have a plan and the kids are being crazy and they're running all around. And my first reaction again is to blame because it's just chaotic. And really, I'm just like, I realized I, there's no plan here. There's no vision. And so everything feels chaotic and it feels out of control. And then I start getting mad at everyone because things are chaotic when really I showed up without a plan. And I think the same is true for us with the fam- with our families when we're trying to lead them towards something and things feel chaotic, or I should say when we're not leading them towards every, anything and things start to feel chaotic and the house is crazy and our rhythms are crazy and our, our schedules are crazy and you, you feel like you're not connecting with your wife and with your kids and everything just feels like chaos around you. And our first reaction is to blame, blame your boss, blame your work, blame your hours, blame your wife, blame your kids' disobedience or whatever. But really, you didn't show up with a plan or with any vision. And so what else would there be except chaos? And, and again, there's grace, man. Like I, I know that there's some very real circumstances that contribute to all of our chaos. I got a letter out of nowhere that said, hey, we, you're gonna, there's a no cause eviction. You need to be out of your house by December 31st. That wasn't a result of my bad leadership. It's just life circumstances hit. And I get that. There's, there's grace for that. But even in the midst, we know, uh, you know, again, not to kind of beat the, the sports analogy here, but there's going to be things that happen in a game that are outside of your control and you can't blame. What you do is you say, okay, this is this we expected things to happen and yet we still come in with a plan. And that's what we do as part of leading our families is really start to ask ourselves, we know life is going to hit. We know there's going to be chaos that's outside of our control, but what can we control and what do I need to own? And when you do have vision, when you actually know this is where we want to go as a family, uh, you can actually rest a little bit easier. And it's not just because you know where you want to go, but you know how to celebrate little wins. Let me say that again, because that's like super important. When you have vision, it actually will give you more rest. You will find yourself not being so short fused and yelling at your kids and being short tempered with them and being frustrated with your wife. And again, it's not just because you know where you want to go, but you know how to celebrate little wins. Another way of saying this is you can't recognize a win if you don't know what the goal is. If you don't know where you're trying to go, if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish, then how will you know to celebrate little things that are helping you get there? And and so for like for again, I'm I'm sorry, I know not everyone's into sports. I'm not even in like a, a super big sports guy. I like sports uh, a lot, but not like some crazy fanatics. But I like sports. I grew up around them. So I, I apologize for, you know, kind of beating the sports uh, analogies here. But obviously as a as a coach, I'm trying to help my kids win games and develop and all that. But really I want them just to learn like learn individual uh, skills. I want them to learn team, like how to be part of a team and work together. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of little stuff I'm teaching them. I, and I know like these are all things I'm trying to move them towards uh, 
as a coach. And so when they do something little at practice, even something simple as make a good pass, you celebrate something really small or what feels insignificant because you know that little thing is helping you go towards the bigger goal that you're trying to accomplish. If we are out there literally with no idea what we're trying to do, then it doesn't matter when you make a good pass or when a teammate encourages another teammate or whatever, because you don't know that that's a win because you don't know where you're trying to go. And so for us as dads, what we want to do is create vision, like cast vision for our family. This is what we are trying to accomplish as a family. And then when little things happen, you know, this is worth celebrating. Uh, And so let me try to make this like real practical here, because I know some of you are probably getting stuck when you're even thinking like, I don't know, where am I trying to lead my family? Like, I just want my kids to be obedient and I want my marriage to thrive and like, we have more sex and we have money in our bank account. And like, what, that's my vision. <laughs> like where, where are we trying to go here? Uh, okay. So let's just step back from all of that. Right. Again, I say this all the time. We're not just trying to change behavior. We're not trying to change our own behavior or our wife's behavior, our kid's behavior. We always want to get to the heart of the issue, right? We always want to get, we want our hearts to be aligned with the good news of the gospel. And then that changes everything. At the end of the day, when we're old men and we're sitting by God's grace in a big old lazy boy, like a recliner chair, and we're, we're looking out at our kids and we've been married for a long time and our kids love the Lord and we've got grandkids who are learning about Jesus. Like these, hopefully this is kind of our vision, uh, our goal as a dad, right? So that, that's what we're moving towards. That's the, that's the goal. That's the, that's the long-term plan is that we have been used by God to see a family generation continue to love him and follow him and be obedient to his word and to tell the world about his good news. Like that's the goal. That's big picture stuff. Okay. So whatever, whatever is uh, contributing to things outside of that, we can just say no to that. So for some of you, you just need to hear that big picture. Like, bro, it doesn't matter. Like, your kids, if they're flunking uh, kindergarten math right now, yeah, whatever, that sucks. But at the end of the day, what we're really trying to do is help our kids fall in love with Jesus, to be obedient to his word, and to really love God and love people well. We're trying to be men who are faithful to our wives the way that God has been faithful to us. We're trying to pass on a generational, uh, generation after generation legacy of people, men and women who fall in love with Jesus and who love people well as a result, right? Like that's really what we're trying to do. So anything that doesn't contribute to that, big picture, we just say no. Like we, we don't have to focus on it. We don't have to get our emotions really high or low if it doesn't kind of push us towards that goal. But for me, what I wanted to do is like, okay, so that's the end goal, but let's work all the way backwards. Just, I wanted to make this as practical again, last night as I was laying my head on my pillow, I wanted to make this as practical as possible for like, okay, I'm taking ownership. I'm staring myself in the mirror and just asking, where do I need to own? And then I thought, what do I need to do today, or for me, I was going to bed that night. So I thought, what do I need to do tomorrow morning so that I get my team or my family in a position to move closer to that goal? I don't want my house to be chaotic. I don't want my family to feel like everything's kind of disorganized and not functioning well. Uh, I don't want my kids to be disobedient. But what does that look like for me tomorrow? Well, really what it means for me personally, like tomorrow Uh, is that I'm actually more present with my kids because my personal schedule has been too busy. And so my kids will feel chaotic when daddy's schedule and when mommy's schedule is chaotic and when there's no rhythm in the house. And the first thing that needs to like start to get tightened up is my own personal schedule and rhythm. 
And so for me tomorrow, literally, I'm trying to make this as practical as possible for you. Like me tomorrow means that I sit down with my calendar and I go week by week and I start to ask what things can I say no to so that I can be more present with my kids so that they get more eyeball time with daddy. Like that was, that needs to happen today. Okay, so that's that's number one thing. And then I ask like, what needs to happen this week? Uh, we have scheduled that we would have dates every birthday day of our kids. So my son's birthday is on the 22nd. My daughter's birthday is on the 3rd. And my other daughter's birthday is on the 24th. So every month on those days, we have a one-on-one day. Either mommy or daddy gets those. Well, to be totally honest with you, we've been slacking on those because of how busy schedule has been. And as a result, like we've fallen out of that rhythm. I think our kids subconsciously feel that there's not this connection. When daddy's talking, it's often um, I'm kind of reacting to their behavior as, uh, as opposed to being proactive and just pursuing their hearts. And part of me not being able to pursue their hearts is I've just missed one-on-one deep connection time. So my first step for the day was to reassign my schedule. And then my second step for the week was like, I need to connect with my kids this week, put on my calendar so that I'm just one-on-one with them and I'm not being reactive to their behavior, but I'm proactive in chasing their heart. And then the, the last thing, so again, to break this down for you, it's like, what do you need to do as a coach, as a, as a parent, as a spiritual leader of your home? What do you need to do today? Like what needs to change today to help you get closer to that goal? What needs to change this week? And then I would just say, what needs to change between now? What kind of exercises or things can you do differently between now and the end of the year? Don't even go all crazy. Uh, when you're thinking through having kids that love the Lord and are obedient to him when you're old man, like that can feel so ambiguous that you don't even know where to begin. So just break it down. What needs to change today? Usually it's schedule things like that. That should probably for most of us, that's where a lot of things start in our schedule. So just ask yourself, is there something that needs to change today? Is there something that needs to schedule? I can hear my daughter screaming. Is there something that needs to schedule this week? And is there something that needs to schedule between now and December 31? And a lot of ideas could be like, is it a date night with your wife? When's the last time you've just taken your wife on a date? Is your is there perishing in your marriage? Is there is your marriage in certain areas moving toward death because of lack of vision? Again, my vision is that I'm an old man on lit, sitting on a recliner with a healthy marriage that I've lit that I've been in for a long time with kids who love the Lord. That's the long term vision. So what needs to happen this week? to make that happen. Well, I need to like pursue my wife's heart this week or this month. I need to make sure I get a date on the calendar with her. Right. Or maybe it means I'm cutting my NFL Sunday ticket, uh, whatever subscription so that I can cut that time out and spend it on, uh, taking my wife out or, or, or taking, giving my wife an opportunity to go fill her tank by saying, Hey babe, here's some money that we we've got now reallocated in the budget. So you can go get your nails done or go get a cup of coffee or go out with some girlfriends or whatever the thing is. Right. But we're, we're just readjusting priorities. Um, so what needs to happen today? What needs to happen this week? And what needs to happen by the end of the year? Don't go crazy. Don't think 2020 yet. Just think in the, in the next month and a half, what would need to change in order for you to help move towards that vision? But again, set the vision in your heart. This is where I'm trying to go. Paint that mental picture in your head. Here is where I'm trying to lead my family. And that's awesome. But you also need to think through, you're not just trying to win a championship. You're trying to practice well this week. And so what would it look like for you this week to make some adjustments so that your family doesn't feel chaotic and you're just putting the blame on them? For you to look in the mirror and to really ask, like, what what needs to change on me? And so I guess 
I guess, man, like if I, if I wrap it all up, it, it, your family, bro, like it, they need vision. You, they don't need you to blame them. Your wife doesn't need you to blame her for the marriage. And, and again, I know this, I'm making general statements here. There's all kinds of, I don't know your personal situation, but just for a man, as a man to say like, all right, I'm stepping up. Like, I'm going to look myself in the mirror. What do I need to own here? And your family needs vision. They don't, they don't need blame. They need vision because when there is no vision, things will perish. Something is going to die somewhere. It will either move towards life or death. And when there's no vision, when there's no idea of where we're trying to go as a family, things will start to die. And so ask yourself, like, what, what is it that's dying as a result of my lack of vision? And then, bro, like, just seek the Lord for direction. If you're stuck, if you're like, I don't know where we're trying to go, seek the Lord. James 1.5, if any of you don't know, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask the Lord and he's generous, he will give it to you. Ask the Lord for, for wisdom. Repent. God, I'm sorry that I've been passive or that I haven't led my family toward this. Would you be gracious enough? Would you forgive me? Help me step into this role so I can lead my family well. Seek the Lord for direction. Repent. Ask for wisdom. Come up with a game plan again for today, for this week, and for this month, and then again for the rest of the year. Vision always dictates values. That's like, if, if you could remember one thing, this is what I want to leave you with. Vision dictates values. Here's what I mean by that. When you know where you're trying to go, you know what you can focus on. You know the things that you can place value on. If I don't know where I'm going, I'm going to start valuing a, a bunch of dumb things. Fantasy football leagues, let's sign our kids up for a few extra things. Let's put more things on the schedule. Let's say yes to this thing on that night or whatever, because you don't really know where you're going. But when you have vision, it starts to dictate the things that you value. Well, no, I, I actually value time with my family. I actually value time with the Lord. I actually value time with a kind of a small group of people that I can invest my life to for the sake of making disciples. And it it changes the things that I value because I have vision. Vision dictates value. Uh, And when you don't have vision, man, you're just saying yes to everything. Things feel chaotic. There is no uh, structure and things start to perish. Things around you will start to die. I hope that's helpful. I love you guys. I hope uh, that makes sense to you. Again, want to give you one more reminder about that giveaway that we're doing of the $250 Amazon gift card so that you can pay for Christmas gifts for your family this year. And if you want a free signed copy of the Dad Tired book, when you make a donation to the Dad Tired Ministry, you automatically get that free book sent out to you and automatically get entered in to win that $250 Amazon gift card. I love you guys. As always, I hope this is helpful. Have a great Thanksgiving week and I'll see you next week. Later. Later.